You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Like, uh, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally going to use that, too. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on The Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of our website. It is thegreatgeekrefuge.com. In fact, we just celebrated a pretty cool milestone. Next year, it'll be the big one, but we just hit nine years of doing GGR content. Um, Podcast came a little bit later in 2014, but in 2014 uh, was when we put out our first couple of articles. Uh, Some really, really nerdy, geeky stuff, but that's why you guys are here for the geeky nerdy stuff, right? Uh, so check out, yeah, go back into the uh, the time capsule and you can see some of the cool articles that we wrote uh, back then when we didn't know what we were doing. But we're talking podcasts today. We're talking Secret Invasion. And I've got my two awesome co-hosts with me to discuss the latest Marvel uh, project that is out on Disney+. Plus. Joining me in co-host seat number one, you know him, you love him. He is a talented musician. In fact, he was just on the stage at BlurredCon. So if you didn't get to check him out, uh, there is some stuff on social media that you can see some of the some of the performances that he did. His name is MC Brooks. Am I MC Brooks or am I actually Gravit? Who knows? You motherfucker. And co-host seat number two, uh, wonderfully talented visual artist. Um, Incredibly knowledgeable about comic books, video games, movies, TV shows. Uh, asking about gummy bears. He knows a lot about gummy bears as well. The TV show, not the candy. Probably the candy, though, too. Right, Rambo? Is that like, are gummy bears in your wheelhouse? I fucking love gummy bears. Looks like yeah, a five-pound so- bag gummy bears downstairs right now. See? There you go. There you go. Black the man- forest bitches. Yeah. The man is committed. Um, his name is James Rambo. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you have Black tenure. Horse. You have tenure. Professor I James Rambo. Right. You're the only person who calls me that. Um, <laughs> you know what I can't stand? A fucking Haribo gummy bear. Them shits are not especially full flavored. They're hard as fuck to chew. Like, what's what's the benefit there? What are we, what are we coming on top there? Like, you, yeah. oh, I can make a bag last because they're hard to Overrated. Eat. Overrated. Black Forest. Black Forest all day. <laughs> I've, I've never been a huge gummy bear fan in general. Um, when it comes to the gummy stuff, it's also a completely different texture. But uh, my go-to has always been Swedish fish. Swedish fish is tasty. Yeah, I of the, of the, the sort of gummy candies, I lean Mike and Ike because it's oh. got like all of the it's got the the texture change between the like the outside coating. It's got the chewiness of a good gummy bear, but it's also like got the kind of gel thing going on that you get from a Swedish mm-hmm. fish, like multiple stages. And, I get it. I get it. It makes sense, man. Mike and Ike's are are, are a solid choice. Um, you know what is not though? Even if you like cinnamon, uh, which I mean, who actually likes cinnamon in oh, mass hot quantities? Tamales? Hot tamales. Oh, yeah. those are awful. Yeah, yeah. Not not as bad as Good and Plenty though, because Good and Plenty is licorice flavored. Uh, Mike and Ike's. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you ever wanted to have candy that made you vomit, there you go. There's your option. So. <laughs> are there people out there that actually enjoy licorice? Like. My mom, my mom actually does. My mom loved it. Did she, she really? Loved black licorice. Yeah. yeah. You know, in retrospect, uh, my mom loved good and plenty. Fuck, is it just a mom thing? <laughs> what is like, up with moms? <laughs> moms loving licorice. Like, <laughs> is there a time where a person doesn't like licorice, becomes a mom, and then suddenly develops a taste for it? Is there like some kind of postpartum chemical change in the brain? Possibly. Maybe. 
Hmm. Well, now I feel like I gotta look this up. Yeah, yeah, that's research for for a rabbit hole for us to dive down uh, for another day for sure. Um, we have not yet talked about the latest MCU show uh, on these airwaves, so let's do that, folks. Uh, let's talk about Secret Invasion. Um, I don't even know where to start with this show, man. Like, I gotta say, the hook of the whole thing of you don't know who the fuck is a scroll and who isn't is enticing because it could be anybody and that is really really exciting but also kind of scary too because you're like oh shit is this person that i've liked for very very like for a very very long time actually like a double agent and they're oh god this is crazy um i, I that's a really really powerful way to suck people into a story um I gotta say though, so far I'm really, really, really impressed with Samuel L. Jackson. Like he has just done a phenomenal job with this. Um, Don Cheadle has done a great job as well. That that scene in the second episode where they're just oh, like, they're so good. Yeah, it was it was super good. Um, I don't know the actress's name, but the actress that plays um, uh, Nick Fury's wife um, has been really, really good too. The fact that they were quoting Toni Morrison's Beloved was really, really awesome. I really dug that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but this is, I'm, I'm enjoying Charlene it so far. Woodard. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Charlene, Heard, yeah. Charlene Woodard. Woodard. I, I'm really enjoying this. Um, we'll get into the thing that we shared with each other that almost oh, ruined yeah. this for me in a little bit, but let's get kind of everybody's, uh, beginning remarks here. Um, we'll start with, uh, Mr. Brooks and then we'll go to Mr. Rambo. Uh, what do you guys think so far of uh, secret invasion? Yeah, I've, I've been digging it and I, I won't even lie. I think, um, I, th I think just, I don't want to say I've been burnt out on Marvel stuff, but I think I, I didn't have the excitement for this that I felt like I had like last year when it was like, oh, Moon Knight comes out this week or Miss Marvel comes out this, like when when uh, when new episodes of things were coming out, I, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, I guess that is coming out this year, huh? Um, but I think I've, I've been kind of very pleasantly surprised. Um, one, because I kind of did like of all the series that we knew that were rumored to come out, this is the one we kind of didn't really know that much about outside of, oh yeah, scrolls are in it. And if you are familiar on any level, even in just name with the comic run, you kind of had ideas about what this could, uh, what this could mean for, you know, the, the MCU and everything. But um, I've been digging it so far. Uh, Samuel Jackson has been great. Um, it, it really just kind of highlighted, I guess, kind of how much I've missed him in recent Marvel properties because he hasn't really been in much i feel like outside of uh far from home and then the um the post-credit scene and i don't remember what movie that was um but he's been great don cheadle's been great i mean like um um what's her name uh guy as actress has been has been awesome too uh the one from game of thrones oh like, Amelia Clark. yeah Amelia, yeah she's been she's been she's been pretty incredible and like honestly, like kind of the the fact it's a much more kind of grounded show. Like it's, it kind of reminds me a lot of Cap Two, and kind of the things that I kind of really liked about Cap Two, and that like yes, we're dealing with this big overarching thing, but it just feels very grounded. And like Nick Fury's not uh like he's not super powered. Like he's not about to fly through and have this big fight scene that I feel like we were expecting with like a Falcon and Winter Soldier or a WandaVision or a Moon Knight or, or anything like that. It's really just kind of felt like a like a, a a thriller of just like, well, where is this even going to? And this really just raised a lot of questions about like, who is actually who? What does any of this even mean? How does this connect to anything else? And if it connects to anything else, like where where are those connection points? Because, like, just through these first four episodes, like, there really hasn't been much that you can say, oh, that's a direct connection to this thing from this other show that we watched. Or this is uh, connected to this the, the Kang story we know is coming. Um, I've been I've been just really enjoying it. I've, I've just been looking forward to it every, every week. I, I missed the first week, but then I binged those first two episodes and I was like, wow, this is this is awesome. This is this is really good. And um you know, there's. I'm. I'm really curious to see just what's going to happen because I. I. I don't know. There. I feel like there's been so much from the dialogue and then also just the cinematography and just like the visual effects, um, or the the visual uh, references 
to things that have just, for me, have called a lot of things in the question that we've watched and have even called in the question, portray like we're like these characters in their previous appearances and if they were who we thought they were or not. Um, it's been it's been really great so far. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying it and. Um, uh, but I feel like uh, I feel like we always say this, but it's like, damn, there's only two more episodes left, and I'm like, uh, I don't like. I, I feel like I could watch I could watch like ten to thirteen episodes of you know something like this. Damn, there's only two episodes left. Yeah, wow. I believe I, so. Yeah, I wasn't keeping track of how many episodes um, this was going to be. Um, wow. Okay. Cool. Um, Rambo, what say you? Uh, yeah, I'm digging it. Uh, I. Uh... I can't stand that stupid fucking intro sequence. That could have been, <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, yeah, that the, that, the that, AI intro sequence. Do that instead. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of artificial intelligence. Um, put a toes in the theme. Um, yeah, no, I I thought all performances were really solid. Uh, I have. There have been enough little bits and pieces here and there where I would forget something from the comic and then be get a callback to him. Go, oh shit, that's yeah, that's the thing. That's uh, what was it? I think it's the third episode is where we get the the sort of reveal that the, like the genetic engineering. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I I was watching that with Katie. I was like. Oh okay. Oh shit! That's <laughs> it was such a genuine like uh, 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 surprise, and she's like, "What? What's going on?" I'm like, "Oh, I we're gonna watch the show. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter." Um, and then when we finally get the reveal, I'm like, "Yeah, so this is this thing," and blah blah blah, um, which uh, I had to. Well, I had to, like I'm so fucking put upon. I ended up explaining a Star Trek thing last night to her. And like midway through the explanation, I see her eyes are just glazing over. I'm like, <laughs> nope, no, we're doing this. We're 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 halfway here. Um, we're gonna finish this off. Um it was the the Strange New Worlds episode. Or, yeah, Strange New Worlds episode, uh, where uh Noonan Singh goes back in time. Oh, and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And tomorrow, yeah. 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 yeah, I love that episode. Holy I, shit. I, I really enjoyed that episode. It was really fucking good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Uh. yeah. No, Super <laughs> Invasion, like, I, I really like how consistently surprised I've been by it. Um, Like, I just figured that, obviously... Spoilers for Secret yeah, spoilers, Invasion. Yeah. If you haven't watched the oh, show, we're, we're you should really that. watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Um it, it it still behooves us to say it just in yeah, case. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh I just figured that that was just how Rhodey and Fury interacted. And I didn't really give it too much like too much of a second thought. Uh and then when L Rhodey later on is talking to Fury's wife, I was like, oh, Oh yeah, no, that's that's not him at all. And as soon as it was, you get to reveal that it's not him. I was like, oh yeah, no, that's definitely not him. And now I want to go back and rewatch that scene to see mm -hmm. just how much yeah. it wasn't him. Uh, I also like the fact that it's uh, that it's arguably a female scroll uh, that is that is playing uh, uh, Rhodey. Um, yeah, the. Uh, there's just been, there's just been like lots of really cool little bits and pieces, and um, like MC said, I like I like the the sort of like spy thriller feel you, you get of it from uh, uh, from like Winter Soldier. Um, I am wondering if if we're gonna get uh, sort of a big like power show off, you know, particularly when we get uh, uh, Gravik showing off his his Groot skills. Uh, yeah, we got to see a little bit episode. of it. Because he's got, he um, had the Groot stuff, and he also had the Extremis uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, I, yeah, I'm very curious to see where they're going to go with it, uh, how things are going to play out. Um, is Talos really dead? Uh, you know, what's going to happen there? Um, I also just love the fact that, like, this is totally unrelated to most anything, but it's just cool to see uh, Charlene Woodard 
showing up in anything again because uh, she's awesome. I've had a crush on that woman since Fresh Prince. Because um, for anybody who doesn't know, that's Aunt Janice from the Fresh Prince Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, which... hang on, hang on, hang on. It, I, I couldn't figure out where I knew her from. Yeah, was, hang on. Who was married to the white guy, Frank? Yeah, uh, fuck. Mm-hmm. That is her. God <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Um, and, I looked at her. And, I was like, she's really, really. She looked really familiar, and then it made me feel bad because I was like, I don't know who she is. Hang on, let me look it up. Yeah, I didn't look it up until you just said something. Do I know this actor, or am I just a racist? Yes, uh, thank you. That was what was going through my head. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I know who this is. Do you? Or is it just another black actor? Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, it's also funny to see like when we when when we watch the the first episode where she's introduced, uh, we see her you know in the scroll makeup first, and I was like, that's I think that's. I think I know who that is. And then they show her later on. I was like, ah, that's totally her. And I explained to Katie, I was like, yeah, it's, and I'm trying to like, she was in, she was in Fresh Prince. She was in a couple of that, da, da, da. I'm trying to remember like, like what would be a good touchstone for her. I was like, oh, Unbreakable. She plays Sam Jackson's mom. That's right. <laughs> in Unbreakable. And then you get like the scenes <laughs> that I'm making out. She's like, ew. <laughs> they were like mother and son. I'm like, yes, they were. Um, <laughs> acting uh <laughs> brilliant <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's been it's been pretty impressive um i maria hill that was i don't know why daryl hates her so much i i mean i'll i'll, I'll say i haven't given a quarter shit about maria hill throughout thank the you the mcu right yeah but I did not tell you not, she's had like 27 minutes of like total time. So like total it's screen not time. Been much. It's, yeah, it's like it's, very it's, little. It's been very little. And it's not Kobe Smulders. I like her just fine. Yeah. Um, they just haven't done anything with the character. And to to then bring her into this show, which is the perfect opportunity to go, now we're gonna do something with her and kill her off <laughs> and they first episode just fragged her see, immediately like it was nothing yeah <laughs> and, and see i have quite i see like and that like that leans into one of the things that i'm thinking about like whether like whether that was actually her or not because some yeah. some of the people some of the tweets i've seen uh regarding her characterization have said that like there is a personality shift between the maria hill we've seen in her last couple appearances versus what she was like in her first couple introductions and so folks are wondering if Perhaps that was not actually Maria, and Maria, the, the Maria Hill we know, actually hasn't been in the MCU for quite a while now. Hmm. Well, the question that I have though is, is like she, we saw her die, and when a scroll yeah, that, dies, yeah, they turn back into a scroll. Yeah. So, so, that's, yeah. That's the, so then that's the only that's the only thing that that's my only hang up about. Unless, it. Well, unless it was truly a false flag, all of it was because Gravik was dressed up as well you know shape-shifted to look like to look like nick fury and then they had another scroll and he didn't actually shoot maria you see what i'm saying yeah like that maria that maria hill knew exactly what was going on so it was all set up the whole time yeah i mean like that's just the nature of this what we've seen so far like we're questioning stuff everything that we normally would be like oh yeah no she's done that's it And 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 now it's like well is she done yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm inclined to say yes, if for no other reason that they just haven't done shit with her character. Yeah. I mean, it would be a, a kind of a potentially interesting last minute, uh, uh, you know, return for the character for the character, and then kind of a surprise of like, ah, yeah, you know, she's yeah. dead, but here she is. Um, but yeah, it's it's on the one hand, I I am like. How upset are you really? Are, are folks really going to be about a character that they've done really nothing with? But that's part of the upset is that they have it. There's much more that you can do with her character. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I, I definitely sympathize with a lot of people. Who yeah. About that. Um. And like, because like part of me and like I, I'm I'm sure we'll talk. We can talk more about this later, or even now. But like, I don't even think that's Nick Fury. I don't think that's I don't even I don't think that's really Nick Fury. 
Hmm. I don't. I don't. I. I think the Nick we've been watching is very much a scroll, and because it's because because of that that I, that it called for makes me call into question. Well, the people he's working with, like, well, is it actually them or not? And it's 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 mainly because of like a few different things. Like one, he like just randomly just keeps talking about uh, control or uh, command or something, and it makes me think. Well, maybe control and command is like the actual Nick Fury actually watching from somewhere else, looking down, and this this scroll because people have highlighted that um the dude from Far From Home, um, the scroll one of the scrolls from Far From Home hasn't been seen in the MCU since, and perhaps he could be the one impersonating Nick on Earth while Nick is trying to figure out all this like what the hell is going on with this graphic situation from up top. Especially, and, and then, like, I think about the line of, like, even when I'm Nick Fury, when I'm out, I'm in. There are, and, and then mm. there are, like, visual things, too, hmm. that, like, when Nick and his um, his wife are positioned together visually, Nick is wearing blue, she's wearing yellow, which together, which together make green, green. green, like scrolls. Hmm. Nick is cooking in a green pot when we see him in the kitchen in that one episode. Like there, there it's just, there's a few other things. I'm like, I'm mad that I'm like blanking on like the other things that I that I um, had had like had uh, thought about when I was um when I was really thinking this through the, when I was um, talking to someone about this the other day. But I don't know. There, there there's just it, it just wouldn't surprise me if like given the Nick Fury that we that we know him to be and how like oh. He's three steps ahead. He seemingly is making a lot of mistakes that other people are pointing out. Like, oh, the Nick Fury I know would have, you know, would have seen, would have known that it was an ambush. The Nick Fury I know would have done this, you know, uh, or allowing multiple people to call him Nick, which apparently he hates. Yeah, because he even said that as a Talos. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, so like it just it, it it I don't know. Like I I wouldn't be surprised if it gets revealed that like the Nick Fury we're watching is, 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 is not even, and, and, and that he had enough foreknowledge maybe because of his conversations with Talos to know, okay, well, if Gravik can kind of exist as more of a concept in the person, since we've been shown that multiple people can take on his face and likeness and act as him, then why don't I try to do something along the same lines? And like, Hey, there will be a Nick Fury who comes down from space. Nick Fury will have, it will have knowledge of things and know how to interact with certain people. Yeah. But because he's not Nick Fury, he's going to make mistakes that no one would really expect of Nick Fury. I thought that, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I don't think your, your theory is correct because I mean, you know, time will tell, but like, I honestly thought it was more of a commentary on Nick Fury. Like, because he keeps saying like, he's not the same since the blip. And like, I thought it was more of a commentary and like, um, almost like um, Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon. Like he's getting too old for this shit. That's that's what I was thinking it was, as he was just like, he's exhausted. And like, it's really interesting commentary on like what happened at the end of Captain Marvel, where he was like, you know, we're going to find you guys a planet. And then he never fucking did. And that was what, 30 years ago in the timeline? Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something like that. About yeah. Oh well, it's closer to forty years now. Closer to forty. Because at this, because Captain Marvel took place in nineteen ninety five, and I think in the MCU they're in like twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five ish somewhere. Yeah. Like we're way beyond Endgame, which is twenty twenty three. Yeah. So I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, like what happened, why it happened. Like we haven't really gotten answers to any of that. Um, why they weren't able. I mean, it's it's difficult to find a planet for a whole race of people, but like. I loved that scene on the train, man. Was that the second episode or the third episode? Yeah, when with him, him and Talos. When him and Talos is just like, yeah, they're all here. And he was like, oh, geez, that was such a great scene. Like, like, a, yeah, like Samuel L. Jackson has just been chewing scenery in this entire series. Like, I'm really glad that they've given him an, uh, an opportunity to shine. Um, I've, I've really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, like I said before, I mentioned the Toni Morrison thing. I loved that that was their thing, was was beloved. Um but I also thought it was kind of sad, but also kind of awesome the way she became the woman that she was is that she, it was that doctor who, oh, yeah. yeah, 
like the doctor was dying and she gave her the, and she said, I can, you can live on. I can live as you. And she said, you just have to, you know, be part of my parents' lives. Like yeah. I thought that was, I thought it, it was touching. It was touching and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And like a really it, like awesome, like way to honor somebody's life um, through impersonating them essentially, yeah. you know? And the, with her too, there, like I, I, I don't remember where I read this, but shout out to whoever pointed this out. But with her, with, with her, with her character in particular, there's actually something that's kind of similar to like a, uh, something that could be taken as an X Men or reference, which is that you know we know that she's a doctor, but we don't really know what kind of doctor. But apparently, in the background of one of the scenes, there's a book on there that talks. Uh, it's like the uh the super the superhuman something of a gene or something like that and in the mcu we haven't really had until miss marvel like there really wasn't any talk about this idea of superpowered genes or anything like that the book existing gives forth the thought that there are people at least in that world who have thought about this idea that changing genes or superpower genes or superhuman genes as they're called as it's referenced in the book is something that is actually possible i'm gonna see if i can find the the thing that i saw yeah i'm just curious how long um roadie has been a scroll that's what i want to know um how well, deep does this go how long how far back did they start grabbing people and start impersonating them okay here i found it it's called decoding the superhuman gene i'm gonna put the picture in the uh in our in our chat yeah cool thanks man um yeah i'm really curious about that i'm curious like who else is a scroll um yeah because like in the in the comic if i remember correctly i can't remember was it was it um tony stark that came up with the way of identifying who is a scroll and who isn't there was like some way to no, read the read. Richard yeah, okay. that's right. Because this is a Fantastic Four story, and yeah, fuck. he was yeah. immediately turned into fucking taffy uh, by one of the trolls. Um, like they shot him with something, and he just kind of exploded and turned into like strings of reed hanging within the room, and he like couldn't function anymore. Um, yeah, uh, I. I will say it, it is both um, it is both interesting and also irritating that <laughs> it is doing what it's doing because this kind of story essentially makes you question everything and everyone, which can be kind of cool. It does it does drive the engagement that way, but yeah. it also becomes like. Oh well, this is a perfect opportunity for them to do whatever lazy bullshit they want. Yeah, yeah, and be like, "Ah, they were a scroll the whole time." And you're like, "Fucking yeah, all right." So the 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 only thing, the the one thing I do think about with this too is, um, we know this is going to connect to Thunderbolts. It's just like what, or it's supposed to set up whatever starts taking place in Thunderbolts. So it does it kind of calls into question like how how are they going to wrap all this up and what does even wrapping it up in the next two episodes even look like yeah, yeah. it does raise a point of i mean and kind of the dovetail off of what rambo was saying mm-hmm. is this going to be a lazy way to fix whatever they want to because if they if oh it turns out the buggy was a scroll fuck like he was like yeah. yeah there's where's so the real, many. Where's the where are the real ones? Where's the real person? If this yeah. person's been a scroll this whole time, are they all at Chernobyl, Chernobyl with those weird things on their heads? Like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, it could just kind of like the multiverse thing, you know? Like, oh, we can bring anybody back now. Like, it it becomes a it becomes the precipice for them to be able to lazy their way out of a lot of stuff. I hope that's not where it's going. Um, I do want to bring up the, um, we had talked about an episode of um, The Mandalorian that at first I couldn't put my finger on exactly why it was bugging me. And Rambo very artfully was like, yeah, that's Operation Paperclip, homie. Um, 
And then I was like, fuck, that's what it is. That's why I feel like I'm going to puke. Um, this show, I didn't even realize it. But there's some really nasty anti-Semitic shit in this in this show. If you look deep enough, and I'm not talking like uncovering a ton of shit. It's it's pretty much right there if you're that you can see it. It's not like you have to like infer some stuff, but like I know I don't speak for the entire Jewish community. <laughs> That's not my role. It never has been. It never will be. Um, I don't think anybody has that right. Um, it it hasn't read that way to me. It hasn't read as intentional. I don't think this is meant to be anti-Semitic. Um, if you're unfamiliar with this, um, there's, I don't even want to bring it up because like, I hate bringing this conspiracy theory into light. I hate putting light on it. Um, the whole lizard people thing. That's a fucking anti-Semitic trope that's existed for a long time. And it's fucking gross. Um, lizard people and new world order. And yeah, taking exactly. over the planet. And yeah. There's yeah. secretly other people and yeah, exactly. And they're trying to control everything. Um, yeah. Uh, all lovely anti-Semitic bullshit. Um, and having green skinned aliens who are secretly planning a new world order. That sounds kind of like lizard people, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it, it's a case could be made. I don't think that this is where it's going. Um, however, the comic did some things to kind of like show how absurd that conspiracy theory was and that was the point and i don't think they've done as good a job with the series so far of doing that but they also have to cram a lot into what six episodes so um overall depending on how it ends i think that they're going in the right direction with this though um it's really interesting it has a lot to say the whole like you promised us help and you never did um is a really really interesting story arc that they're going with and like um I, I really like ben mendelson too man like i think he's been doing a really really good job and like um getting to see some depth from him like he's kind of in the same boat as as fury where he he just seems exhausted by the whole thing like he's wanted this thing for so long but he's just tired he's been fighting for a very very long time i do love the line though when he was just like hey uh fury we got you where you are because we were the ones on the ground exactly. doing all this work for you. I thought that was, that was fucking dope. I really liked that. Miss um, me with that self-made man bullshit. Yeah. 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 Where do you think you got all your Intel from your secret spies that could look like anybody? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. What are you, you're like a, a, a mediocre pencil pusher and shield <laughs> until we showed up and it's like, Fucking big facts, yes. Damn, dude. Yeah. Um, well, and I also I I I, I really appreciate. You know, we talk about the the scene on the train between the two of them. Fury going through and being like, we don't even accept our own people based on the color of their skin, mm -hmm. and you think that we're gonna be open and accepting to an alien race, dude no <laughs> like that is that is real optimistic on your part yeah um to the point of becoming like you know maybe a little silly and and how optimistic you know at a certain point it, it is uh uh foolish to keep being optimistic in the face of that many problems and that much evidence yeah and like Especially when Taylor's talking to Gaia and he's, mm -hmm. she's just like, well, Gravik has a plan. What's your fucking plan? He's like, I don't know. Talk to the president. And we're just like, hey, aren't we cool? And it was just like, even I was like, fuck off, dude. Come on. Yeah. That's your plan. And Gaia was like, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. It, oof. Yeah. I mean, and see that line, that line, I feel like that line kind of hit me a bit differently because it, it kind of reminds me of like this whole idea of respectability politics in, yeah. in the in, in the black and brown community in particular. Like if we just show them we can dress well and do all this and that, you know, they'll see our humanity and then they'll want to not they'll want to not harm us anymore. The whole Obama, like, the whole, the yeah. whole Michelle Obama quote of when they go low, you know, we go high. Uh, like yeah. how fucking yeah. great did that work out for us? You know? Yeah. 
and and and, and like because that's that's immediately would, would jump to mind that was kind of the same way i was like oh yeah fuck off. like no, nothing from the last 40 years has convinced you that that's going to be different or that that that's not going to be the result or that maybe you need to think a little bit deeper about an actual plan for for your for your for your species like i don't know you just you can they just have to them. eventually recognize how good we are yeah okay yeah no if we look they, like them we dress like them we act like them they're gonna see that they were good until you turn green and then they yeah no mm, yeah that's not how it's gonna out, work all that's out the window yeah yeah this is like tangentially related but I was wasn't it to uh good i was gonna say wasn't that the, the whole thing with like the blue marvel character oh uh kind yeah, of that, yeah i don't yeah. i don't know a whole lot about him it was like he was doing all this great stuff and then like at, at the end of some fight his mask gets ripped off and it's revealed that he's black you get the reveal that, that he's black and everybody's and, like whoa whoa what the hell what is it, yeah, is it no, blue marvel a, yeah, blue, a, yeah the blue marvel character yeah adam the blue marvel was a, a character uh that was introduced in the like mid to late 2000s mm -hmm. um by uh kevin i know kevin. it's pronounced it's like it's, he, I think he actually pronounced it like Kevin Grievox, yeah. uh, but it's it looks like French like spelling yeah. like Grievo. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he he uh, created or co-created the Underworld franchise, and uh, uh, he did some a bunch of acting here and there. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a super scientist, and he is like you know one of those. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just commenting on something Mr. Brooks <laughs> may have said in the chat. Um, he, not a great guy. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> so uh, the the Blue Marvel, he's you know, he's a super scientist and he's, he's, he's brilliant and he's a uh, superhero and all this shit and he happens to be a black man. And at the time when he was, you know, really working, I think it was like throughout the, uh, uh, the 50s and 60s initially, yeah, um, I'm reading the it on the Marvel Wiki right now. Was say again? I'm just I'm reading about him on the Marvel Wiki. Sorry. Ah, uh, is uh, he was covered head to toe, um, so that you could not see his actual skin, and he was hailed as a superhero. And then, yeah, there's a fight, and he gets he gets unmasked and becomes whoa. There's a black man doing this. Mm, not sure how we feel about that. I don't like that. Not a fan. Um, but yeah, he, uh, uh, he is a character that will almost certainly show up in the next year, in the next couple of years. Um, and yeah, it, it, it goes back to respectability politics, politics. It goes back to, you know, you know, uh, it, 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 it ultimately comes back to the idea that if we earn our space, if we earn our place at the table, we can't be denied. And that is just patently untrue. Yep. First of all, you shouldn't have to earn it. Second of all, you can be denied anytime and forevermore. Um, there's really no reason <laughs> for them not to just go, fuck you. Uh, or keep moving goalposts. Uh, well, maybe if you do this thing now, we'll, we'll accept you. Um, uh, kind of tangentially related. I was talking to uh, to Phil yesterday. Hi, Phil. Uh, and we were talking about uh, this this kind of thing about how you know uh, uh, whether or not a person should feel justified. Um, Phil Phil had a conversation while he was at work, and then he and I were talking about it after the fact. Uh, whether or not a person should feel uh, uh, upset about whether other people accept them for who they are um and you know his and his and my stance was essentially like well, well whether or not you're justified in it yeah you have every right to be upset that somebody's not willing to accept you as you um that you need to conform you need to change to fit you know a certain look or feel um and there's a woman I follow on TikTok who um, is someone who goes like from like you know to, to major corporations and tries to like revamp their HR and essentially you know make them understand like hey um, 
the way you and everybody else have been doing things for decades is all fucking nonsense. And she makes a point to say that professionalism, whether or not something is or isn't isn't perceived as professional, is really just a, a, a list of rules designed to keep certain people out. Yep. And I hadn't really heard it put that way. And as soon as I did, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is 100% what that is. Because all of these rules, all of this, you know, like the way people speak or the way people write or the way people look or dress or, you know, acceptable hairstyles, you know, when you look yep. at... Well, who are mm -hmm. the people who would look or write or speak or have these hairstyles in this particular fashion? What do they have in common? Or better still, what don't they have in common with the people who are all fully accepted, who mm -hmm. uh, who fit every norm and every every metric for what is professional? Um, it's a uh, it's real fucked up. It's a real problem. And yep. it is uh it's something like, you know, fucking God bless him, Talos, but like, no man, that's that's not how it's gonna be. It's it's yep. it's never gonna be enough because they can always move those goalposts and change what is required in order for you to be accepted. Um Yeah, Gaia's face on it look look on her face when he's saying this. She's like, what the fuck? fuck are you yeah. talking about exactly. yeah Ugh. yeah it was rough because he really believes it too he really thinks like no this is gonna be enough this is they'll they'll have to accept us no man they won't yeah yeah it's <sighs> yeah the whole the whole thing is is messed up and like it especially like the mindset like it I will say that I'm really enjoying that this is what they're doing with the newer Marvel stuff is that yeah. there is much, there's a lot more commentary going on here. Um, and, and I've really enjoyed that they're going to these places with this um, specifically. Like I'm really glad that we're seeing this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, because it's making us have these conversations. It's not just like, Hey, remember that part when Tony Stark punched that guy? That was cool like there's it's, well, yeah. there's yeah there's more there's more depth to this now and the fact that we're going into this stuff that we saw that with um uh the falcon and the winter soldier where yeah. we're going into these these like difficult conversations about race and about america's history with it yeah and how important that is because it has been i would say largely ignored um for i mean and shit there's people that still ignore it and pretend like it doesn't exist and like it, that it never happened and it's like can't you guys just be happy can't we all get along like yeah. shit like that like it was 200 yeah. years ago aren't you over it yet and you're like <laughs> fucking what but it just it just begs the question of how do you expect to be reading and watching these stories of superheroes fighting injustices and there are certain ones that you don't even bring up yeah like how, how can you have characters like falcon take over the mantle of captain america and not bring up the fact that he's a black man taking over for a mantle that a white man previously held and what exactly that means and and what does that even symbolize not only to to him but to america yeah yeah it's you know, if you if they want to make this world feel like it's a it's a it's a real world where all these real world things are happening, well, in the real world we know, you know, race and gender and all these other things all come up for all these large scale issues. So, like, you know, can't flesh out this world and not bring those things up when really trying to, you know, make this world feel a bit more real and um, really add some depth to these large-scale issues you want to bring up. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I can't wait to see what we're going to do with this. Um, I hope the ending stays in... The, the only thing I worry about is, like, you got two episodes to finish this. Are we going to be able to finish this in two episodes? <laughs> like, yeah. 
I feel like there's I, a lot that needs to be done. And yeah. uh, I'm curious if, if it's going to be enough or if this is going to, because I felt like Miss Marvel's ending was a little rushed. Um, we didn't get a lot of it fleshed out. Um, I, I, of, of all of the TV ones, um, I think that um, Falcon and Winter Soldier had the best, well, not best ending, but like the most like planned out, thought out ending. Um, yeah. um, WandaVision was pretty good, but it was also like they knew what they were setting up as far as like the next, they already had the next thing set to go with that. Yeah. I don't know. Like you well, said, I don't know how this is going to, how um, Secret Invasion is going to tie together with anything else. Like yeah. what the fuck's going to happen with Armor Wars? Like, Oh, that, that keeps getting pushed back <laughs> at this rate. And the, the writer's strike, like the, like the writer and, and the writers and actor strike is not help is not necessarily helping mm -hmm. that cause because it was already getting pushed back to a point where I don't even think they were going to start production until like the end of next year. Um, and, and, and considering that like, you know, ben, Benedict Cumberbatch kind of let slip that like, oh yeah, I'm doing another Doctor Strange that, that apparently is going to get started sometime next year. He's going to get ready for it for next year, which means one of those dates that Kevin Feige had on the phase six thing we know is going to be a Doctor Strange movie. And if Bob Iger, yeah. that's the current, yeah. Yeah. if Iger yeah. is serious about like, I guess, uh, being more, having more focus put on Marvel and not just putting out 10 projects, which is what they did last year and just having shorter ones. Well, now that calls into question about where that will even fit into a schedule where you're already going to limit the amount of things you're trying to, you want to put out per year anyway, because you think that you put, you did too much. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm really curious to see yeah. what's going to, what's going to, what's going to happen with that. Just cause, um, I mean, I would very much like for, like, I don't want Ironheart to get held up because <laughs> because we have to wait for Iron for Armor Wars to actually happen before Ironheart can actually happen. Yeah, I mean, it's that's the problem though. Is like now with with the strike from both actors and writers, like who knows when we're going to see anything? Like, because yeah. this doesn't seem like this is going to get resolved anytime yeah. soon. There's a strong. There's actually a strong possibility. I forget the date. But there's this there's a strong possibility that we could actually not get any Marvel content next year because anything that they have going on right now at, at its current stages is not would not be ready to go out. Even the stuff that's done filming still has a lot of post-production and other stuff. And, you know, Marvel is very famously known for their reshoots, which mm -hmm. would which would involve writers and actors. So there's a good chance if this isn't if this, you know, if this ends up going long term. They're like, yeah, we there. There might be literally no Marvel content next year. Jesus, man, yeah, and I mean, Marvel content, DC content, Star Wars content, like, I mean, yeah. all of it. This could be the end for a while, um, except for the stuff that's already like on its way. Um, but yeah, we talk about this in in greater detail um, on our. Um, patreon exclusive podcast that we have that we affectionately refer to as the cold open uh you all who are listening you guys can subscribe to that as well just go to patreon.com slash great geek refuge um five bucks five bucks and you can hear all of the content that we have this extra bonus podcast content that we put out so you guys can hear all about our discussion about the uh, the current writer strike and now the actor strike as well and some of the ridiculous demands that are coming from the studios but um i think that pretty much wraps us up for for uh Secret Invasion, unless anybody else had anything they had to say about it. No, excited to see how the next few episodes wrap up. Yeah, I am. I am as well, for sure. So um, this will be an interesting ride that we got. After this, what do we have coming up next? Across, not just MCU, just in general. Like, what's our next thing that we're, we're going to see? Uh, Blue Beetle. Uh... Oh, Blue Beetle. I forgot. That comes out oh, in a month. A and Ahsoka comes out in August. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Think, yeah. So, so Ahsoka in August. Uh, well, seemingly the Marvels, but more than likely they had reshoots. So yeah, that's probably getting delayed. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. When was that slated to come out? That's like November. Uh, November. Yeah. It's like it's like the end of November. Yeah. So we may not see that one either. Jesus. Well, it's going to be an interesting ride, that's for sure. Um, if worse comes to worse, um, 
as as we were talking about this offline, but now you guys can be privy to it as well. Uh, we may just go back and do uh, our rewatches and finish doing our rewatch of the MCU for the stuff that's come out uh, so far. Maybe even go back even further. Um, I know that we've talked about some of the older superhero movies. Um, I haven't watched the original Superman, the, like the um, Christopher Reeve one in a really, really long time. Um, I wonder if it holds up. I don't know if it will, because I just remember it being long when I was a kid. I remember it wasn't like super exciting, but it was the gold standard for a while when it came to superhero movies. So I guess we'll see. But um, say that to Yuli. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it started everything. You guys weren't old enough to know, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was in the negatives. So <laughs> same, same, same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, we will, we will have some cool content for you no matter what. We always do. Um, it doesn't have to be the new stuff that's coming out. Um, in fact, it might be good for us to catch up on some stuff or talk about some some older things. Um, do some would you rather's. Talk about food. We haven't talked about food in a while. Um, we'll do some cool not. stuff. Yeah, we'll do some cool stuff. We always do cool stuff. So big thanks to both of you guys, to MC Brooks, James Rambo. I appreciate you guys as always, but also all of you out there listening. Appreciate you as well. If you're looking for more content from us here at The Great Geek Refuge, we have lots of other podcasts. In fact, The Gamer Den, which is hosted by our buddy Russ Brown, um, just uh, dropped a new episode. You guys should check that out. Um, it's on the website. So go to geekrefuge.com. You can just click on podcast. It has all of our different podcasts. There is also a new episode of our Star Trek-centric podcast uh, called uh, Federation Conversations. You can check out myself. I'm a guest on that uh, with uh, host Mariah Beachward and uh, co-host um, BJ Robinson. So check those out uh, when you get a chance. Um, but yeah, for all of us here, we love you. We appreciate you. And remember, folks, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!